Here's your daily BM. It doesn't matter. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I want to play a game. All right, all right, all right. And here we go. And good morning, my fellow listeners. It's time for another edition of the Daily BM with my co-host, Mike, and my other co-host, Invisible Eric. <laughs> How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Eric uh, can't be with us today. I mean, it's a shame. We had such great content lined up, and we always seem to have the best content when he's not here. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, I wonder if that's a coincidence. Hi, everybody. I'm Mike. <laughs> so, BTW. Yeah, exactly. So I went to a restaurant last night, right? I'm yeah. gonna go on. I'm gonna go on a little soapbox here for a second. To start oh, the show. Brad soapbox. Brad soapbox moment. So I went in to this restaurant in our town called Grillsmith, and I always seem to sit next to the guy. I get next to the guy that does that wants to consistently talk to you, even when your food shows up. So like when you're trying to eat, it's the most annoying thing in the world to me. And then, because you showed up late, and there was a reason why my wife and I moved down a chair and put you next to it. Uh, because the guy, I mean, like, I'm literally, like, cutting my chicken, mm-hmm. and I'm about to take a bite, and he's going, yeah, man, you should really try that with some spinach, man, and, you know, cook spinach. And I'm like, listen, dude, I don't eat it because of the texture. That pretty much shuts it down right there. I, I don't eat it because of the texture. It's gross. He continues to tell me about, like, why it's so good and why he didn't like it as a child. And I'm going... Fuck, man. I just want to fucking eat my shit, dude. Come on. You know what I mean? I just find that shit to be so annoying when people just don't catch the signs. You know, I'm a talker, obviously. You know, we do a show. But I'm like, I know when when it's time to shut the fuck up. When somebody's food shows up or they're not engaging me right out the gate, then I kind of know, okay, I got to cut this off because they're not interested in the conversation. Right. Right. Um, So that's that's number one. And then, of course, I put you next to him. So that was kind of a dick move on my part. But. It no, he didn't out. talk to me. Obviously, obviously, I don't look uh, approachable anymore with my metal braces. And well, it did help that your ass was had, you turned to the side and kind of shielded. That's the best. Away. Te- that's the best technique. You, you don't know that when you sit at a bar. If you just cockeye forty five degrees, it, it, it gives a the aura that you don't want to be interacted with. Well, my wife whispers in my ear last night. She goes, "Look at the guy across the other side of the bar. He took he let you off the hook." Because <laughs> there was another guy. Yeah, that yeah, sat yeah. No, down. I heard it. I heard so it. Those two started conversing, but they were like two single old dudes, older dudes, you know, probably yeah. in their what, 60s, you'd think, late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, probably. So they literally left us alone at that point. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. But it's because I showed other, up and they were like, oh, God. They were like, Jesus Christ, this guy. He's one of uh, those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this morning, I, I go through the drive thru. Yeah. I went to McDonald's, of all things, you know. Mm. Yes. And Yes, I know. So I go through McDonald's and I'm sitting in the drive there and I'm behind this lady in this big ass Cadillac Escalade. And okay, so I don't know about was you. Was it black? No, it was white. Okay. So why well, gotta be a black name, man? Because <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> I had I had a similar situation with a lady. Not well, I don't know what your situation is yet, but uh, let's just say I had a, a a black a blonde in a black Escalade, like. Drive like she owned the road in front of me. 
Okay, mine wasn't a drive in the road. This is a drive through, but she literally, okay, so how many times have you been to a fast food restaurant like McDonald's in your lifetime? I mean, because what, I'm 50, you're what, 40 something? So, oh, probably like a thousand times. Thousand times, right? So the menu hasn't really fucking changed. I mean, do you see me? But no, I'm just saying the menu hasn't. <laughs> Actually, now you can see me. So you've been to McDonald's, Popeyes, yeah. Burger King, Taco Bell. Say, there's I mean, not a McDonald's I have never drove past. <laughs> Yeah, you're the only one that's billions and billions served, but you've got each one of them in your lifetime. So, so like, seriously, the lady, I mean, you go to the drive-thru, you've seen the menu a thousand fucking times in your lifetime. It hasn't fucking changed. Why does it take eight minutes for you to freaking order? Like, stare at the thing and going like this. Oh God! What do I want? Okay, you got an egg McMuffin, or I mean, I just don't get okay. it. It's, it's like I think that's a, I think I think. That I, I, I may be stereotyping here, but it's okay. I think that's a female thing because literally, <laughs> like every time I pull up to McDonald's with my wife, all hate mail go to info at the Daily. We're sitting in the drive-through waiting for fifteen minutes to get to our turn to place our order. We get there, and I'm like, "What do you want?" And she's like, "I don't know. I need to look at the menu." And I'm like, "They have like eight <laughs> items, like." And it's breakfast time. Like, I mean, do you want bacon, eggs, or do you want sausage, (laughs) egg, or do you want it in a burrito? Like, how do you want your eggs and bacon and sausage or chicken? Do you want chicken? Like, and she's just literally just sitting there thinking and it driving me nuts because I'm like, I've already ordered. I'm like ready to go. Like, I want to move on. I know it's annoying the people behind me because it's like you should have your order ready when you pull up. That's like my biggest pet peeve. See, and that's one. I will say one thing about my wife, dude. It makes it beautiful on her part. She literally knows exactly what she wants when we get into the drive thru. I mean, she's she like only a five-year-old. Eats one thing. Yeah, she eats like a five-year-old. But it's I'm easy. saying it's super simple. It's like either chicken nuggets or it's this. But I'm just saying, nope. there's something to be said about simplicity at times. You know, I'm sitting there in that drive thru going, "Oh my god, bitch, get through the damn line, hurry yeah. up!" I'm yeah. like, you know, a Big Mac's still a Big Mac, you know, or a, a cheeseburger still cheeseburger. Like you said, it's either sausage, egg, you know, bacon and cheese. Mm-hmm. You got those to select from. It just depends on what package you want to put it in. But so I wanted to follow up with yesterday's story. You had a ghost story since we were talking ghosts, or last night since we were talking about ghosts and stuff. Yeah, that was last. That was last night. So you know, I want to you know, I kind of want to touch on that again. I mean, another Ghostbusters episode, but whatever. Uh, So feeling I've shared this before, but it may not have been on the show. Probably. Let's talk. So when I was younger, I was a child. It was probably. I think it started happening. Um, we moved to Florida when I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. My dad was stationed in Germany. And, uh, so we moved from Germany to Florida when my dad retired and we bought a house, um, down the road, like, you know, like down the road from where I live now in Lakeland. And from about five to eight, I had a woman like an older woman, like in a nightgown, like standing in the corner in the middle of the night sometimes in my room. And I was so petrified that I refused to sleep in my bed. So where'd you sleep? I usually like went into my parents' room and like crawled in between them, you know, like after they went to bed, like, you know, and I get, they get yelled at me in the morning and I'll just be like, okay, whatever. And, uh, you know, it went on for a while and, it wasn't all the time, but it was like maybe like a um, a weekly, maybe monthly occurrence. You know, sometimes like sometimes it went for a couple day, a couple weeks without it. So it wasn't like all the time. But I just remember always being petrified and waking up with sleep paralysis. You know, where you can't move. 
And I remember one night in particular, like I woke up and she was like on the bed and she like had her hands on me. Like I felt a weight and I don't know if it was like the sleep paralysis that it kicked in and I wasn't able to move and right. I couldn't scream. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you can't scream, but you're like, something's trying to come out, but you just, nothing comes out. Yeah. That's usually when I have a gag ball in my mouth. And you yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, what? So <laughs> go ahead. So yeah. So she's like over me and she's like, like, like shaking. Like, like she's shaking me. Now I'm not yeah. shaking, but I can't breathe and I can't move. Um, and she's screaming at me like, why are you in my house? And then, you know. Now, was the house old? I mean, did it have a prior history? Um, The house was built in like the 70s. So it wasn't that old. But what the oh, okay. weird, here's the weird part. Like when I was about eight, my dad asked me to go up into the attic. Um over by like my bedroom to like, I don't remember what it was specifically. I don't know if I was up there putting things up in the attic, you know, like Christmas stuff and things like that. Or if I was going over to check one of the vents or something like that. Cause I was, I was a littler, you know, my dad right. was a big guy. Like he was six, six, four, like 300 and like 30 pounds. So he didn't like going up in the crawl spaces and stuff like that. So anything that was tight, he'd usually send me up, up into it. So that <laughs> like, way- <laughs> you'd be a sacrifice for the gods. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so he had me going up there with a flashlight and I found a little shoebox. and in the shoebox I had a bunch of old pictures and it was a freaking lady. So like, I didn't tell my parents, I just literally like got it and brought it down and threw it in the garbage can. Cause it was like garbage day the next day. And oh, crazy. Every, after I did that, like it just disappeared. Now, is that here local or yeah, is that's that in my, that's my house? It's in Lakeland. Yeah. It's like a mile down, a mile and a half down the road. And oh, so I it's, the one out, it's the one that your mom's currently in. Yeah. That my mom's currently in. I Dude, found out, we should go I, in. I found out later that, um, that uh and i never verified this it's like one of the neighbors told us there that had lived in a long neighborhood like right. had been there forever right when i was um about 12 she had told me that the previous owner was an old lady that had passed away in her bed bro we should definitely pull out the equipment and stay yeah. in there and so, do it when your mom ain't around yeah so um that was probably the freakiest ghost encounter that i ever had now i don't know how much i i, I honestly had to say like i don't know how much of that was like my eight-year-old like mind right you know what i mean Con- constructing it but the trippy thing was finding the box that had like an old lady in it and 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 the thing is with like old ladies like you know to an eight-year-old they all look very similar right so i couldn't tell you if the one that i saw at night the spectral form was the old lady right that was in the pictures but it was just so weird like it was probably one of the weirdest ghost encounters i've ever had in my entire life like it was it still gives me goosebumps. Like talking about it right now, I'm getting goosebumps, just remembering it and going through the feelings of that time. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, you know, talking about ghost stories, I, uh, you know, you know, I don't know. I even, have we, have we talked about that? Like our adventures on ghost tours and stuff on the prior shows? I don't even remember. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think we have. So So I'm going to, I'll tell you. I think we have, because I feel like I've talked about that before, but. Well, this is going to be another ghost. It's been like a hundred episodes. So yeah, it's been over a hundred episodes. So who knows what the fuck we talked about. But, um, you know, my wife and I, you know, you know, that we like to travel around and, and go to different haunted um, establishments. So I've had a couple of experiences. I had one locally here in Florida in St. Augustine. Right. Where my wife was in bed and um, it literally pulled her hair and she thought it was me. Oh, and, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, and that one, it was uh, like a Spanish hotel, mm-hmm. uh, but it's got it's got a real history of being haunted in St. Augustine. So that was number one. Um, the second one was we went to a, I, I want to say it was, I want to say it was in North Carolina or 
Tennessee, but it was um, or North Carolina, but it was a um, it was a prison. And the way the prison was kept is that it had high mountain range all the way around it, so you literally couldn't escape by going. You know, there was only one way in and one way out. Wow. Uh, because it was narrowed in. It was mm-hmm. the coolest prison, but I picked up the most like voices speaking to us, uh, people screaming, you know, in it. Um, and it was 100% legit recordings, man. I mean, because you're not even supposed to bring those devices in, wink, wink. But I Yeah, no, I remember in. you telling me that. You yeah, were not, so not able to that, bring them in. Yeah, so that was really a, a wild experience. But the, the one that I really um, was was the Stanley Hotel uh, out in Colorado. Uh, that it's like one of the most haunted hotels and we stayed there. It's where Stephen King got his, um, inspiration for mm-hmm. the shining. Yeah, for the shining. So we were like literally one floor up, only three doors down wow. from, his, from that room. So we're sitting in the room, we're talking, it's like probably, I don't know, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. So we're sitting there, uh, you know, chit chatting. And all of a sudden, um, we're talking about like ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the armoire that's closed yes, and all the hangers, like somebody took their hand and just raked them across the hangers. Wow. I got up. My wife wasn't moving. She was like, I'm not getting off this fucking bed. You know what I mean? Because that's how much, that's how loud it was. Yeah. And then. Um, freaked everybody out, I guess. It freaked us out. And I opened up the armoire and every single hanger was perfectly straight. Wow. Yeah. Some crazy shit. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that it is there. I still have yet to see an aberration, you know, or something like come to, you know, move a chair or anything of that nature. But right. that was the closest I've been to to seeing an object without, you know what I mean? I had to hear it, but I know those hangers all moved. Yeah, 100%. So I was like, huh, okay, all right. So, you know, ghosts and stuff, they're the real deal, man. Yeah, 100%. That's how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I strongly feel about it. So, um, Going back to something that you said a couple seconds ago, The Shining. Did you ever watch the follow-up movie to that? No. I haven't either. I, I think we should have a movie, a movie-thon and watch those two movies. What, The Shining and then the second one? Yes. You know, it's been so long since I've seen The Shining. I couldn't even tell you how That's why I'm is. saying we need to watch yeah. both of them because I don't remember it. I mean, I remember it being trippy and I remember it being kind of long. So I think we should do that. Have, have a movie, movie marathon that we can talk about them. Yeah, and then people give be like our reviews. Give our reviews of The Shining <laughs> like forty years later. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just uh, and the follow up movie. Yeah, no kidding. But I was just like sitting there going, "Damn, dude, you know, um, that's some crazy shit." So last night, right, like one o'clock in the morning. Number one, you know, the Basil and Haydens that we had were so good. Oh, um, props to Basil Hayden. Oh, uh, well, before you continue. So we like at Grillsmith. So we we talked about the food and the guy talking to the bar. But you know, my wife is notorious for doing this. Like she'll order a round of drinks, even though I'm done with one, and then bring another one, and then another one. And I was like, oh my god, no more Basil Hayden on the rocks. So we switched to the smoky old fashioned, dude. I think it was money, money, hundred <laughs> percent money. So go ahead. So anyway, so we're um, you said hats off to the Basil Hayden. We were you yeah. Said last night. So I was feeling pretty good when I got home. So I kind of went. I, I kind of just <laughs> you know got in the bed with my uh, brand new kitten that I was telling you about on the previous episode. Right. And this little son bitch at like twelve thirty decided that he was going to play parkour off my forehead for like thirty <laughs> minutes off the headboard of my forehead. So he woke my ass up a couple times. So I finally got his ass back to sleep, you know, like 40 minutes later, playing with him and shit like that. And then I guess he had eaten right before he started doing his parkour shit and playing. So all of a sudden I hear that ralphing noise next oh. to me in the bed. He puked on the bed? 
Yeah. So he's like, no, well, no, 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 no. I literally, oh. I mean, he did a little bit, but I caught it in my hands, you know, <laughs> underneath him. I'm like, I'm like, oh God, just puke into my hands. Uh, like, this is what my being a parent has trained me for, like <laughs> catching puke with my hands. <laughs> So, I thought I thought it was because you were catching something else with your other hand. So that's what gave you the skill set. No. <laughs> your your morning routines. <laughs> and uh, so now, of course, you know, I have to wash my hands and shit like that. And I got to keep, you know, keep an eye on him. So I can't go back to sleep because I'm wide ass awake. So I started watching this Korean show. It's like Physical 100. Okay. On Netflix. So me, wait, so – you drank that much where you started watching the Korean show. I like it, Korean shows. I watch wait, them all was the time. It all, were they all speaking Korean? Correct. Yeah, it was subtitled. I mean, I think you could do English, English, um, translation. In, yeah, English translations. But that's the worst. Like, I tried that with, um, uh, we did that with the, um, what's that one, the Korean one that was real big? Uh, the one where the people had to play a game. Oh my God. Uh, Squid Games. Squid Games. So the yeah. narration was so bad, which made it funnier. <laughs> in my opinion, it made it funny because the English translation uh, actors to the Korean people were funny to me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is not like the Squid Games. This is reality TV. Oh, so oh it's, it's not, reality. It's reality. It's a reality competition show. Okay. And they basically take 100 of the fittest like Korean athletes. Okay. Um, they're celebrities and all nine yards. Now, uh, now, unfortunately, because I'm not well versed in the world, like I don't know very many of them at all. Right. Um, so they have like MMA stars, wrestling stars, you know, YouTubers, like all sorts of stuff. I guess Korea has its own version of MMA, like its own like UFC. Right. That has its own MMA fighters in it. And uh, these people are all like jacked. And the way the what, premise what of is a jacked. Oh, so it's not they're not Korean people in the reality. No, they're show? Korean. They're and they're Korean. jacked? They're jacked, dude. Like, jacked. I've never seen, like, an Oriental dude, like, jacked. I'm talking, I'm, dude, I am talking jacked. I'm talking, like, some of these guys walk in and they're f- fucking beasts. Like, beasts. Damn. And they're ripped. I mean, I'm talking, like, 5%, 6% body fat. Like, yeah. And there's this girl that's their, like, female bodybuilder that she's jacked, too, as a Korean. You know? Um, there is one white guy. <laughs> That he plays, <laughs> he plays on the Korean baseball team. He was a transfer from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Right. He's now playing in the Korean baseball league. So when he walks in, because he's like six foot, he's literally towering over everyone. Hey, I just wanted to say, newsflash: Koreans are white too, bro. <laughs> You're like, there is this one white guy. I'm like, wait, no, they're are not. Koreans like their own color? No, they're not. <laughs> That's what I'm they're saying. not Caucasian. Well, but they're still they're white. A- they're Asian, but they're still white. I was talking about ca- like Caucasian, like white guy as ca- as a Caucasian. So he was a white. Guy. He was a, an American. No, uh, <laughs> yes, I think he was an American. Yes, <laughs> actually, I think so. He came from the Arizona. He came from the Arizona Diamondbacks, and <laughs> so he's like six ahead. foot, so he, he towers over everybody. So that was kind of <laughs> racist. <laughs> no, I'm not go racist. Ahead. I was just talking. Um, and it was just really fascinating because, like, the first thing, like, they so they what they do is they have these busts of their uh, upper bodies, right? Um, and um, yeah, they were like molded out, and then underneath their bust, they had like their little uniforms that they had to wear for the competition, okay. and 
they get there and once they all collect, the first thing they do is they go to another room and they split them into two groups, 15-50. And the first challenge is, is they had to hold on to this these bars suspended in the air um, until the last person dropped. Oh, I would have been out in like 10 seconds. Yeah, and some of the big guys were. Some of the really big guys were out because their body weight was just a lot more than they could yeah, hold on say, to. Yeah, man. You yeah. Know? And then the next episode, that gave them an advantage. And then the next episode what happened is, is the people that held the longest in order got to pick who they went against in the next challenge. Cause it was one-on-one death match style and whoever lost is automatically eliminated from winning the $300 million one, which I don't know how much that translates to us, but there's 300 million one was the grand prize. They're automatically eliminated. So then they had to get a ball and hold onto a ball in this next challenge for um, at the end of three minutes, whoever's holding the ball wins the challenge. If if they don't, if nobody's holding it, it goes into one minute overtime, and it keeps going to one minute overtimes until somebody wins. Right. So basically, like you know, some people have like a keep away strategy. Some people are just like freaking wrestling and just like beast mode. Uh, the interesting thing was that there was a couple women that like you know challenged men um, to this this uh, sport. And you can just tell the difference that just having just testosterone in your system versus, you know, not having testosterone in your system is because of the the sheer difference. Like there was this one wrestler that's on there that's really super fit, really strong, okay? Mm-hmm. And she goes up against his rugby player who's not as physically fit, but he's strong and he plays rugby. And he literally just picks her up like – completely just picks her off the ground and she in her interview she's like that's the first time that's ever happened to me like you know i've always she was like the number one korean wrestler right there like in the nation you know like one and she's also like an olympic medalist in women's wrestling and this guy literally just like manhandled her like it was just (laughs) unbelievable like you know and she was kind of blown away yeah like he just like tossed her away like she was like like a rag doll um and it happened also to another guy that was a uh, he was a fit guy he was a firefighter and he was fit like really fit and he went against this um, uh, strong man that was uh, you know not he was heavier and he but he was strong and the strong man literally like pushed the guy away with one hand and like launched the dude <laughs> like launched him like threw him like four feet and the guy was like I-, I can't believe how freaking strong this guy was like he literally just knocked him off his feet so it was a really cool show to watch um so you should check it out i will but back to back to the women testosterone yes. thing with the men so you know i guess i'm going to talk about a, a sensitive subject just for a second transgenders yes. okay because you know i'm one of those guys that thinks that like transgenders should have their own group you know what i mean that they compete like i don't feel like a man that used to like the swimmer for instance in yes. the ncaa where he was swimming as a male and then decided he wanted to be a female but he still has testosterone in his body and he ends up winning the NCAA like finals right. and stuff like that. But he was like in the men's bracket. He wasn't even ranked, what, in the top 50? Correct. Or something like that. No. So it, it, yeah. it, to me, I don't, think he shows... even, I don't even think he ranked in the men's right. bracket. I think that's so what... I was just taking a long shot on that one because I didn't know on yeah. that what, where he was ranked at. But my point, my point is, is that I don't have a problem. If you want to be transgender or whatever, that's fine. Cool. Whatever. But I also believe in sports. 
it does get men have a slight advantage over women in sports just because I don't think of it's the slight. Pure, I don't think it, it's, it's a big it's a big measure. There's a reason why they have men's I, soccer, I, women's soccer. You, I don't think it's a slight advantage. You take you take any man and he'll out physical a woman when it comes to like play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just will. It's just it's just it's basic genetics, man. We have testosterone, we have muscles, we have bigger strength, and, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then women just don't by nature. So I just feel like in that sense, there there should be like, okay, a bracket for transgenders as well if we're going to do it that way. Uh, men's, women's sports, transgender um, sport. And then they can all compete in their own bracket, you know? Because, I mean, it's no different if you're going to say you're a gender then you know. I mean, your thought on that? I mean, because that's how I feel about it. No, I 100% feel like that. I, 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 I definitely feel like that because it would be – it doesn't matter if you no longer even have like if you've had the sex change operation because you've had the the twenty plus or however long however old you are you've had that many years of testosterone building your muscles and it's yep. not just going to diminish within a short period of time like you're going to maintain that muscle mass and that size for a long time and yeah I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's a fair competition and I don't think it's it's fair to like biological women to compete with that. Now, I mean, I do, I do feel like we shouldn't limit people in the society, but I feel like we should make it fair. Correct. No, and, I, I'm right. There and I don't you, know what that exactly is, but I just don't, I don't think it's, it's almost reminds me of like youth athletics in the fact that, you know, you've got age brackets, like, you know, you know, like you can have on like the small football, league, you can have like five-year-olds playing against like seven-year-olds. Right. And you can when you see a seven year old go up against a five year old, there's no competition in that. He's gonna run him over because the seven year old's bigger. He's got two years of more muscle coordination, you know, eye hand coordination. Two years usually more of training, and it's not a fair competition at all. And you see it through all the age brackets. Like you know, if you take a fourteen year old versus a seventeen year old. It's a night, oh, it's night and day. day difference, and I, you know, I mean, I've seen teams that are ha- were mostly comprised of fourteen-year-olds go up against teams that are mostly sixteen, seventeen-year-olds, and these kids just get railroaded because there's no, they don't have a chance. They're just like they're physically dominated. You know, if you got a guy that's standing a foot taller than you, all the QB has to do is throw the ball seven. You know, like if you're five foot, all they have to do is throw it six and a half feet, and the person in front of them can't catch it. Realistically. Right. No, no. And then you just made a good point because like at 14, dude, you're just yeah. getting ready to hit puberty. And then right. at 17, you're already in it. You're, so you're in the heat of it. Yeah, you're pumping in the heat of it. through you, man. And you are way you, more physical. You've already had like probably two, three growth spurts. I mean, you know, that's three like. Three years in that age bracket is a huge yeah. advantage I mean, there was, over somebody else. There was once like, okay, like on this one team that we played against, um, the center, he was probably like five foot eight and probably mm-hmm. weighed 220 pounds. You know, and our center was <laughs> half that size, dude. Like, it was insane. So they were constantly just getting pushed over, you know. And it, it's it, it's it's just – I don't think it's a fair advantage. I, I, I know the thing in the youth sports is you catch up. I mean, eventually that – it's just the training and the learning and the exercise and the, the building. It's not something you're training for whole life. But I could imagine, for instance, if we have like the Women's Olympics and – you know, these people have been training their whole life for four years. And then you have, you know, someone that's on the men's team that places sixth or seventh place decides that, you know, I've always felt like a woman switches genders 
and then enters in the competition and his time in fifth place is already beat like first place and he dominates it for the next decade and all these women that have trained don't have, really have a fair chance to compete because it's almost like juicing it's almost like steroids yeah no, it's exactly like, it gives you an you know, advantage it's almost like taking hu- human growth hormone in my opinion like there's no it's not a fair competition at that point and i don't know like how you make it fair well, and I just still I, make it where you're not, you know, stepping on the individual, you know, I, oh well, it's, yeah, it was like I said, I, I believe they should separate into categories, right. you know what I mean? And then that's just, that's, that's the fix right there. Right. I mean, I, it's a, the problem it's is you don't have that many transgenders to compete against. Correct. So you're going to have, a, so you're going to have like just the one person week, that shows up. You might have, yeah. You might have <laughs> five people in it for the yeah. first four years. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, again, I don't know the fix. I guess that's for the powers to be, the NCAA, but you know, and all the other, yeah, nature. all the other sporting events all the other sports, and stuff like uh, that. And it's also yeah. for women in general as a whole, if they feel that that's something that they're okay with, you know, like if that's, yeah, if that's how absolutely. they feel, like, you know, um, I, I don't, I, I'm, that's way beyond my pay grade. So well, talking about your Korean show, I, yes. I'm going to flip the script here for just a second before we get out of here. But what I'm thinking is we do a fat guy's version of that and we compete eating if we could get we, <laughs> oh dude i I'm got still you, lose i'd still lose I, I, i'm gonna win that war dude. No, I'll, 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 I, I, I was gonna say i'll, I'll eat you wait what I, um, <laughs> I follow the skinny guy on instagram like he's super freaking skinny he's like a crossfitter dude and the dude packs in he can pack in like 15 20 000 calories in one sitting like yeah but he's probably hurting like fucking twenty thousand calories yeah but i mean he, no, he's too. a professional eater like that's what he does and he just does crossfit for exercise but he probably weighs like 180 pounds super skinny and lean and he'll sit down and pound down like you know that giant pizza we got in chicago that was about like four <laughs> feet wide yes. he, he pounded one of those by himself he had he had like 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 50 wings and like a whole bunch of like ice cream and shit and like consumed all of it <laughs> Hey, on the 4th of July, do you ever watch that uh, uh, hot dog eating no, I don't. contest? No. Dude, I don't understand how those dudes stick that many wieners in their <laughs> stick that many wieners in their mouth, oh, dude, in a matter there. of minutes. Like You're doing so the, good, too. The guy eats like 70 wieners, man. <laughs> I'm like, so good. <laughs> guy eats so like good. Seven, <laughs> guy eats like 70 wieners, man. And it's like, and with the bread. That's what I yeah. don't get. Like they're dunking it in the water. Dude, I would literally, I, I couldn't get past probably dive. five. Have you seen some of their stomachs? I really put five done? wieners in my mouth. I have, mean, you sorry. have you literally seen some of their stomachs when they're done? How bulged they are, and how you can actually oh, see yeah, parts dude. of like the hot they dog that's still in there. They look like they're gonna die. They're breathing so heavy. They're like, oh yeah. Oh, oh. They look Eat like until you oh, die. Oh. Like, I know, dude. I mean, and nobody. What's that guy's name? Joey, I think is his name. He's yeah. won it like every year for like right. ten years now or something, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody can beat this guy, dude. I mean, yeah. nobody even gets close. I think that uh, Japanese guy got close or won it one time from him, and he hasn't lost sets. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're going to go down as the guy that ate the most wieners and put the most wieners in your mouth. And I think they call minutes. them hot dogs. I think you're the only person who calls them wieners. <laughs> it says wieners right on the package. Boom. Just saying. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. You know, you know, that I, I, I just feel like. They, just, I just in Germany, like they call them Frankenfurters, right? Frankenfurters? That means footlongs. But, but they call them Frankenfurters because they make footlong hot dogs, right? 
Uh, yeah, or I guess. wieners, should I say? I guess wieners. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> guys, we're we're gonna cut you Jesus loose today. Um, you can follow us on the Detox and on the Tweet Machine at uh, underscore the Daily BM. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Daily BM. Go to thedailybm.com. Check us out. Eric should be back tomorrow when he's done being a pussy. And uh, other than that, uh, Mikey, you got anything before we get out of here? No, I think. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, we'll catch you tomorrow. You guys, see you on the flip side. Have a good one.